I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. This year, we're, we're honoring two people. We're honoring Ron Duguay, who I know is a good oh. friend of yours. But who else? Who else are you honoring besides Ron Duguay? Who's the second guy? The second guy, it's very important that you show up because the second guy is going to be you. What? We're honoring, we're honoring Ron Duguay and Sid Rosenberg. No, you're not. Here. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Come, Stevie, stop, stop. You being serious? I'm telling you, we're announcing it right now live. It's Ron and you, baby. Come on. Yep. For yep. real? Absolutely, because of your great support of the police, and we know that. Oh, my Everybody God. Everybody knows that. Oh, my God. And so this year, we're, uh, we're, we're honoring both of you guys. You're going to come, you know. It's going to be great. I hear the sound of your guitar. Oh, good song. Bruce Springsteen. That, of course, was the voice of Little Stevie, Stevie Van Zandt. Little Stevie from the E Street Band and Silvio Dante from the Sopranos. And uh, Thursday night is the annual Little Stevie's Policeman's Ball, which is a big deal here in New York, the Mandarin Hotel. I was there last year. They honored my dear friend Frank Caron. Well, this year, as you heard Stephen Van Zandt say, they're honoring me and former Ranger great, my dear friend Ron Duguay. Just so you know, because I invited Lou and MJ, they're coming this year. Ron Duguay is taking his girlfriend, Sarah Palin, out of Alaska. She'll be in New York for that event Thursday night. And Duguay also told me former Ranger coach Mike Keenan. He was the coach when the Rangers won the Cup in 94. Former Yankee reliever Jeff Nelson and the current owner of the Islanders. And what is his name again? Uh, Ledecky? Ledecky. John Ledecky, yes. Yeah. He, they're all going to be there, too. So it's a big night, Thursday night. And I do want to thank, once again, Stephen Van Zant for uh, honoring me. And then I get a, a, a text from a guy named Joel Schneiderman, who works. He's, uh, he, I guess he goes to the Fifth Avenue Synagogue. He sends me a text. He says, listen, we're putting on this huge fundraiser in January. We're trying to raise money to buy ambulances and stuff for Israel, and we want to honor you. I said, this is getting crazy, man. This is getting nuts. I'm just a dopey radio guy. I get honored like once or twice a week these days. I don't deserve that. You know who deserves that? Lizzie Savetsky. <laughs> this beautiful lady sitting to my left. She's out there every day, every day. She's talking to hostages' parents. She's out there with a bullhorn yelling and screaming. I mean, nobody does better work than you. I actually feel badly when they want to honor me. You should be getting all that stuff. Well, we appreciate your voice, Sid. You know, every it really, really matters. And, you know, we have so few people speaking out unapologetically in the way you do. So I disagree with you. I think you deserve every honor you're getting. Oh, my God. Thank you. Coming from you, that means the world. Now, uh, I met Lizzie second of all the Savetskys. The first Savetsky I met was Dr. Ira, her husband. You may remember the story. My daughter, Ava, coming home from college tonight, has a friend named Rafi. He got beat up on the Lower East Side because he's Jewish. That's it. Guy said, are you Jewish? He said, yes. Boom, the guy punched him in the face. 
And her husband, I didn't know him at the time, Dr. Ira Savetsky said on Instagram, he said, you come to me. You're Jewish, I'll take care of you. And he did. And then he came on the show and he made this promise. If you're a Jew and you get attacked in the streets, I'll fix you for nothing, which I thought was unbelievably beautiful and generous. So first I was friendly with Dr. Ira Savetsky. Then came Lizzie Savetsky, who everybody knows you, all my friends, they love you. And it turns out that today is a special day for Dr. Ira. And to wish your beautiful husband a happy 40th birthday. 40, baby. 40 is a big number. Yeah. I remember that. It was a long time ago for me. (laughs) (laughs) Going on 17 years. Um, You brought your one of your three beautiful children. It's his number one fan. There's nobody that loves Ira. I thought that I was, but nobody loves Ira more than this one. And her name is? Her name is? What's your name? Juliet. Julia. Uh, your name Juliet. Is, your name is on your shirt, Juliet. So I actually knew that already. But what's funny about what Lizzie just said was they're in the green room almost before this conversation, and Lizzie goes to Juliet. She goes, who's your favorite? And the kid, without any hesitation, goes, Daddy. And I said, well, wait a second, Juliet. Don't you love Mommy and Daddy the same? And what did you say? No, Daddy. No, you like Daddy, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's not even close. There's well, Ira, and then but I'm... What, what, what? Does he take her, like, shopping? Does he... Did he... I uh... don't understand. They have some, like, weird soul connection. Actually, yeah. an energy healer told them that they were married in a past life, which is kind of creepy. Very creepy. She's very... Yeah. She yeah. actually resents my existence because she's so obsessed with him that wow. I just, like, get in the way. But I have to constantly remind her that she wouldn't be here if I wasn't in the picture. Well, that's correct. Your yeah, mother played even a bigger part than daddy, I would imagine. Do you want to sing happy birthday to uh, your father? Come on, Julia. Go ahead. Sing happy birthday to your father. Go ahead. To daddy. Ira. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to daddy. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my God. Yay. Look at that. Let me tell you something, kid. We love you, Ira. Marilyn Monroe didn't do a better job at JFK. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, Juliet? Now we know you're just a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was terrific. She wasn't wearing the... Uh, the dress. No, she wasn't doing that right. So happy birthday to uh, Dr. Ira, who really is a terrific guy. And thank you for that, Julia. Thank you very much. You're welcome back anytime you want, okay? Okay. But she likes you your leave... snacks in the green room. She's very she does. happy. Yeah, she liked it in there, right? Yeah. So tell me what um, what's going on lately. You know, we're down. Like, we're down. Uh, there's still about 130-plus hostages. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend. His name is Michael Rappaport. He's a big-time actor. Yeah, he's amazing. You know Mike. Big-time actor. So he was at uh, the kibbutz, I guess, last Thursday or Friday, and he called in live. Now, you got to understand, Mike, Liz, this guy goes on Howard Stern, drops the upward every two seconds. Yeah. He's a dramatic actor. Yeah. He's a tough guy. He was in tears mm-hmm. at that kibbutz. And we're talking about two and a half months later. So it doesn't seem like the Jewish people, whether they're here or in Israel, have lost any steam. No, I mean, I think... That the biggest issue, I was at an event last night listening to, um, you know, Nama Levy, that girl whose video we've all seen with the, the blood on her pants and oh. with the, you know, them dragging her by her hair. Oh. Um, she is back, though. No, she's not. She's not back. She's not back. She's still oh. there. Oh. Um, and her mother was speaking at this event. And it's just, you know, the, the issue is that we're all in this horrendous limbo period. And so we can't lose steam because we still have 138 hostages there. Um, we still have to eradicate Hamas. We, we ha- we're in the middle, and it is a torturous place to be. 
And every time that I hear one of these stories from one of these family members, you know, I met with this Stella, my older daughter, interviewed this 14-year-old girl whose dad is still there. Mm. And it's like, can you imagine as a child just wanting your daddy? You know, you just listen to my daughter who loves her daddy more than anyone in the world. That That's these kids, so many kids without their dads. And then also think about the kids whose who, hundreds of thousands of dads have left to go fight. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're just... We, we have no other place to be but right here in this fighting mode right now. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today. 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. You know, I put you in a very difficult position last time. Mm. I, I admit that. I remember. I said, I hate this question. I said, what's more important to you, getting the hostages back mm-hmm. or winning the war? Mm-hmm. And and I asked you that, and again, I'll say it again at the risk of sounding insensitive, because for me, it's winning the war. Right. I have to pick one. I don't want to see one person die. Trust me. But this is much bigger than 136 people. Then the mayor, Rudy Giuliani, agreed with me, brought you on. You did mm-hmm. a great job on his show. Oh, thank you. You did. You kind of touched on that, too. So I think that Netanyahu, uh, while he, they value every life, we know that already, maybe in that same, same mindset. I think right now Israel, especially with all the pushback they're getting from Biden and here in America, they are really dead set on wiping out Gaza, just wiping it out. That's the feeling I get. We have no other choice, but I still believe that um, the hostages need to be at the forefront of our mind. I mean, You think they're all alive? Uh, well, I don't know. I really don't. And I mean, it, it's hard to imagine that. But until we have confirmation, we can't we have to assume that they are because we, you know, we have to treat every life like it is the only life. And I, I mean, I stand by that statement because I have had so many personal interactions with family members. And these are not just numbers or pictures on hostage posters. These are real people. This is someone's father, someone's daughter. And it's their their lives, the entire, it doesn't just affect the person that's being held hostage. It's affecting the entire family, the entire community. You know, I feel so deeply connected to these people that I've never met. Well, you, but you have met a bunch of them. I mean, I watch your Instagram every day. I, and it's a testament to you how these people love you and trust you. And you talk to brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers of these hostages all the time. And, you know, you talk about it doesn't just affect them. I forget the kid's name. I apologize. But he was taken from the music festival, and he got his arm blown off. Hirsch. Thank you, Hirsch. And he sent his mom a text, and he said, this one makes me cry. He goes, I'm so tough. He goes, I love you, and I'm sorry. And and I've seen his mother interviewed a thousand times, and you did too. And she said, I believe my son was saying he was sorry because he realized 
all of the crying that would go on since he's been taken. It was no longer just about him. That speaks directly to your point. Exactly. It's, you know, we're in an international state of grief. And it's it's so much more than this one person. It's all of us. And I I see how it's brought us all together in prayer and, uh, you know, active fighting mode together. That's a silver lining. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that all of these kids who were taken know just how much the Jewish people value life. Yeah. And they knew. Yeah. And especially the boys. I mean, look, we've... We've gotten women home. We've gotten children home. As far as I know, you know better than me. Not one man, not one boy. Um, and look, I, I, I like the women and children to be home too. But if you're a, a man or, or a boy in those tunnels, you're going to come to that quick realization that if I'm still alive, I'm the last one to go. And you start to wonder at some point, is that really fair? Is it fair that Hirsch, a 17-year-old kid, or whatever he was, 20 years old, he is, 20 years old, at a music festival, that his life at this point has been discounted yeah. because he's not a man or a woman. I mean, he's not a woman or a child. Yeah, it's absolutely devastating. And I think, I mean, I, I really have no words. I, I, you know, I talked to these people who um, had to leave behind their husbands and didn't want to. And I think about myself, and if they told me, you have to leave Ira. And you're going to be, you know, you're leaving with your kids and knowing he's there by himself. And they they have said we have heard these hostages talk about how their husbands were so scared Scared. and that they did. And to see a grown man Mm. trembling in fear, you know, Mm. losing hope. Mm. And, you know, these three that were that were killed, you know, the other day. Friendly fire. Yeah. Friendly fire. Exactly. And. Um, you know that they were in such a place of desperation that they were trying to do what they, they've lost. I'm sure they've lost hope. They wonder if anyone's coming for them. They don't know what's happened to the ones that have been released. They don't know. You know, they don't, I'm sure they don't believe Hamas to know that they've been released. They don't know if their family members are alive. I can only imagine what they're what they must be going through. And then these uh, some of these folks that have come home, Lizzie Savetsky, they are actually imploring the Israeli government not to go into these tunnels. They said, I'm telling you, they have people hidden. They've got explosives hidden. I mean, if you go into these tunnels, you're going to die. Now, Israel knows that already. Their intelligence told them that weeks and weeks ago. That's part of the reason, along with the United States uh, being annoying, that's part of the reason why we waited so long to enter on the ground. But when you have hostages coming home and saying, stay out of those tunnels, I mean, geez, that's a very scary proposition for our young men and women in the IDF. Like, I have so much compassion for the IDF. I can't imagine how hard it must be to be an IDF soldier between trying to save civilian lives of the people in Gaza. I mean, that alone puts them in more danger. Yes. Because of their morality to save, you know, people that they don't know if they align with Hamas or not, but they do whatever they can to save the civilians. And that endangers their lives trying to save the hostages i mean it makes it very hard for them to do their jobs i i have unbelievable compassion for them i i would not want to trade places with them it's got to be the hardest thing in the world what you do well is unlike me i'll give you credit and i watch you all the time is you're able to separate the political part of this Mm -hmm. it's a major part 
And you just go from the human aspect. Yeah. You go from the, hey, that's somebody's kid, that's somebody's father. And you're a great interviewer, by the way. You're great. Uh, me, I can't go one day without crushing Biden. I can't go one day because I'm so disgusted with the American government and how one day it seems like they're on our side and the next day they couldn't care less. You know, to tell me that I got to worry about killing a Palestinian when they went into our neighborhoods and raped our daughters and cut our babies' heads off, unprovoked, mind you, on a holiday Shabbat Saturday morning. I don't want to hear that. At least Lloyd Austin said yesterday, hey, this is their war. Let them take care of it. That's what Biden should be saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe in my heart of hearts, that Biden stands with Israel. I think You his, do? I do. I think his generation... But he was alongside Listen, Obama. Obama not, hated us. I'm not a fan of this administration by any means. Okay. I th- find them to be extremely dangerous. Okay. Um, but Biden himself, I think, you know, I, the question is how much power does he really have? I right. don't know. But um, I do believe that his generation, they stand with Israel. It's the next generation of this party, political party that I worry very deeply about. And it's, you know, the young kids that are coming up, the 18 to 24 bracket that are getting all their information from TikTok that I am the most concerned about. I find that to be the most dangerous because that is our future. I, it's funny, though. I heard the son of Hamas speak again last night, you know, um, Musab. And he um, he said, he's the mo- I have the most extreme view of anyone that you will ever see. And the, the things he was saying, it's like what, you know, what you want to say, what everyone wants to say, you know, that these, the, the Palestinian people, they only understand the language of the gun. And, you know, he, he's like, you know, if you're, if you have to choose between civilians who are used as human shields, who people don't care about them or these innocent people that, that's lives are valued. You know, right. you have to choose the the people whose lives are valued. Of course. So I and but that's just the the morale the moral standard that the IDF holds themselves to is is just the highest level. And that's well, the uh, irony is that I, I we agree. are constantly condemned right. as being the most oppressive, as accused of committing war crimes, which is insane. Right. So, completely so ridiculous. So on one hand, you say that you don't think Biden is is not a friend of the Jews. But it was Biden who just a couple of days ago said, and I quote Lizzie Savetsky, Israel needs to stop with their indiscriminate bombing, as if the Israelis don't care about yeah. civilians. Well, I don't know if I, I – listen, I I believe he stands with Israel. I think what he's saying and where he stands maybe are two different things. I'm sure he's under a lot of pressure because of, you know, it's not a popular opinion to right. have. So you think be, Obama's writing all the speeches? <laughs> Well, I mean, we all know where he stands. Well, we know that yeah, for sure. You know, it's, well, let's I, move away from it. Thank there, God there. No he's good. not president right now. Thank God. Well. So, but the one thing that, that we have seen, and I remember I went for dinner with all my buddies. We go for dinner once a month. Kantrowitz and Carone and Big Mark and uh, Carlucci. And, this sounds fun. I want to come. It is. Well, you saw me that night because oh. we were at Cipriani's oh, having yeah, yeah, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and then upstairs, I had no idea there was this unbelievably beautiful event, mm-hmm. some gala, and you were there and I saw you. Yes. And uh, I know that night they raised, I think, like $2 million. Yeah, I think even more. Yeah. Even more. Well, what event was that? Um, oh, gosh, I forgot I can't remember to. the Moonlight yes, Gala. Yes, the yes, Moonlight Gala, yes. I think. Yeah, Omar Adam performed. It was it was a really beautiful uh, evening of Jewish unity and and pride and and support philanthropy. You know, it's nice to just get a bunch of Jews in a room together and say, you know, let's let's do something for Israel because we all feel helpless right now. And right. to feel this togetherness, and I, I love 
I love how Jewish everyone is feeling. It's so, it's so interesting that the response to being hated for being Jewish is to be so proudly Jewish. Yeah, I love it. They did it to it's me. Like, oh, you're going to hate me? Okay. Yeah, well, I just, right. I'm going to rock my Magain David. What's I just up? said that Friday night at Shul because after October the 7th, you know my story. Yeah. I don't keep kosher. I'm not uh, as religious as you and Ira. Yeah. But uh, my beautiful wife, Danielle, joined the temple. And we've now gone to three or four consecutive Shabbos dinners. And the rabbi, uh, Epstein, let me speak this Friday. And I said just that, that the one thing Hamas did, they didn't break my spirit. No. They brought the real Jew out in me. Yep. Now you're going to see the real Jew, Sid Rosenberg. And to your point, I think that makes your heart warm. We're seeing that a lot. With all the negative media, oh, all the kids in college hate us. There's another, uh, you know, rally last night. They almost beat up Alec Baldwin. With all that oh, hate yeah. going, all that hate going on, the truth is this, you see it firsthand. Mm-hmm. We are loved in a very, very big way. The media just doesn't cover that part. That's true. And we love each other. And I I often think, like, even when I feel very alone, and I say alone in the sense of the Jewish community, um, I'm like, well, do we really need anyone else? Because we're so, our love and our unity is so strong. It's so beautiful. Uh, And we really take care of each other. I mean, I look at people... You know, it's not just writing checks. They're actually getting their hands dirty to help our Israeli brothers and sisters to to fight the fight. You know, and it's it's unbelievable. And I just I think that there's nothing that can compare to um, to our to our spirit. Agreed. Nothing can break it. It's always been that way for thousands yep. and thousands. Yep. So the final question becomes, though, you got three beautiful kids, the youngest being three, oldest 11. And this cute little nine year old Juliet, who loves her father. You're going to have to face, like I have right now, my 19-year-old daughter is in college. Thank God she's in Europe. She's coming home tonight. But my son is in high school. He's 15. We're going to be faced, you and I, one day soon with the prospect of what college can we send our kids to? Because now we've come to find that the best universities, quote-unquote best universities, we can't send our kids because they hate our kids. That's a big issue, no, Liz? I mean, I went to NYU undergrad and Penn for grad school, and both of those places are... You went to both. Yeah, nightmares. So oh my. It's, they probably have a picture of you with a bullseye. In those. <laughs> you know, and it's very sad because I had amazing academic experiences, social experiences on both campuses, and I talk to the students that are there now, and they don't feel safe. I'm very connected to a lot of the students just through the work that I do, and they really don't feel safe. And that is the biggest fear that I have. And I tell these students that are on these campuses. I'm like, it's your job to pave the way for my children. You have a job to do. Like you have to stay strong and, and stay proud, you know, don't shrink away in your Jewish identity. And I'm seeing that they are doing that and that the Jewish leaders on these campuses really are rallying the students together to make them feel safe, to make them feel protected and loved, which is what they need right now. And I think that I always tell these college kids, like these are the moments when heroes are made. I was on the phone with a kid who's at Columbia, a freshman at Columbia, who was planning himself this big counter-protest counter to the Palestinian protest. And he was so scared. He called me, Lizzie, we need an adult. I was like, you're fine. <laughs> I was like, I can't be there. And you're, you got this. I'm like, you're going to look back on this moment, and you're going to know that this was the moment that you stepped into your purpose. And so I think that we're making a lot of heroes right now from Jewish students that are going to survive this moment. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe my kids are going to go to Bar Alon in Israel. I Maybe. love that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? We all may be in Israel by then. Yeah. I'm just, 
You know, it's it's on the table. Not a horrible we'll thing. Not a horrible yeah. thing. Well, 2023 is going to wrap up for this show on Friday. That's our last show. And then we'll be back in early January of 2024. But I wanted to make sure this last week I got on all the people that I love and have been good friends to my show. And I met you and Ira late in 2023. But I have to tell you that it's been an incredibly rewarding experience meeting you both, becoming very friendly with you both. I love you guys, especially you. you. Uh, you are a inspiring, tremendous voice for our community. I mean that. Thank and you. I love you. And keep it up. And please keep coming back and have the happiest of uh, New Year's and the happiest of holidays. And maybe next month, all of us. In Israel. Amen. All Amen, right? said. All Happy right. New Year. Thank Happy you for New Year to you, me. too. All right. Lizzie Savetsky and her beautiful daughter, Juliet, right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. And one more time, happy birthday to our good buddy, Dr. Ira Savetsky. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.